Raise your hands Take a second and breathe in Receiving love and operating out of that love and not fear um, is the most important like call that we have as creators because if we are operating from the position of fear or will I ever be good enough or um, whatever it may be, then it's going to come out in your creations. Um, but when love is sitting in that position, you're free. And you're free to be who you are in whatever season that you're in, whether it be a painful one or a good one. And creations and different things allow all of that stuff to come to the forefront as, as humans. Have real moments with your creativity and allow yourself to be as authentic as, as you possibly can. I mean, to, to say like the you're the you are the only you is like maybe a cheesy statement, but it is true. Free with your head held. So high Cause you never let up the fight You never gave in on those days In the pain And that's what makes this life so wonderfully awesome And horribly awful Yet somehow it's beautiful anyway. Hey friend, Haley Janacek here. I am the host and producer of ConvertKit series, Creator Sessions. In this episode of the Creator Sessions podcast, I get to recap our episode with the one and only Judah Akers. This is such a fun episode because it feels like he is talking directly to you. His message is filled with love, vulnerability, and encouragement. I hope you enjoy it. All right, so let's get started with who is Judah Akers and why did I book him for this project? So Judah is the lead singer of the folk Americana band, Judah and the Lion, which is probably the project that he is most well known for, but he is really a multifaceted artist and actually works on several projects. He has a worship project titled Judah, and then he has another solo project called Pink Laundry, which is a little bit more heavy hitting, but each of them really let him explore his different musical interests, which I love. So the original members of Judah and the Lion all met while studying at Belmont University, which is located in Nashville. And interesting side fact is that Judah was also a collegiate baseball player. And as a former Division I collegiate athlete myself, I know a total of zero athletes that went on to be lead singers of really successful bands. But I love that part of very small part of the origin story, because knowing that world and pressure really intimately, I have no idea how he balanced the demands of being an athlete and the grind that comes along with being a new band, which we will hear more about later. So that's just a fun little side fact. Anyways, Judah and the Lion have had a ton of success since forming. They have made appearances on all the late night shows, Conan, James Gordon, Jimmy Kimmel. They have collaborated with a ton of amazing other artists. 
such as Casey Musgraves, Need to Breathe, Drew Holcomb, and many more. And they have landed on several billboard charts, but that is not at all why I wanted to book Judah for this Creator Sessions project. I wanted to book him, well, honestly, mostly because I'm a fan and because the messages that are often found in his music across all of his projects are filled with encouragement and these like fight on themes. And I think that their music just really has the ability to impact their listeners on a really deep level. And to me, that is one of music's best gifts. So let's move on to my three favorite lessons that came from this Creator Session episode with Judah Akers. And I have to admit that this is one of my favorite lessons of the year because every artist, regardless of type of artist that you are, creator that you are, I'm pretty certain that you have experienced your own version of Creator's Block. So let's start with hearing what Judah has to say about that. for me within my journey when I feel like I'm stuck is I actually don't believe in writer's block um, I think that means that you're just in a season of discovery you're, you're kind of needing the rest from whatever you feel like that. Like if I'm going to write a song up in my studio and I just can't find anything I used to kind of hate like be hard on myself in that way I'm a, I'm a competitor I played sports growing up and I guess I'm disciplined in that way, whatever like the discipline a college athlete has. But I think if you find you're in this season of writer's block, if you want to call it that, um, I would argue to say that you might be in a season of discovery, whether that be, for me, it's like discovering a new artist or getting back reacquainted with nature or just allowing myself to live life and not beating myself up for not being able to fabricate some beautiful song up in my loft every day. Some writers are different, like, um, not to bring up John again, but to bring up John again, and he feels like he writes every single day, and he's so good at that, and that's his process. For me, if I get up there um, to the studio and I try to write a song, and it's just not working, usually it's gonna be a pretty bad song. And I feel like people see that throughout, in like, your life. whatever you're creating it needs to mean something and it needs to come from a place that is filled with passion and rage and energy all right so i chose this lesson first because every creator regardless of what you create has experienced what we considered to be writer's block or creator's block but i just love how judah offers this totally different perspective on this thing that we all have experienced And it's just a really simple mindset shift um, that I think we can all apply to our creations. Another thing about this moment that I really loved is that while Judah was sharing this message, I looked over at Henry, our filmmaker, and you could just really see it resonating with him, which made it all the more special. You know, he was sitting there, he'd put the camera down, uh, the camera that was on the gimbal down, and he's just shaking his head. And he was just like super into this moment, which I loved. But since then, we have referenced this lesson to several other artists that we've worked with on creator sessions, and everyone always really connects to it. So it's just kind of a special lesson that I feel like we've been able to share along with other artists that we've gotten the chance to work with. All of that said, I hope this resonates with you as much as it did with Henry and I and all of the other creator session artists that we have shared this with. Let's move on to number two. 
This lesson is really about resilience, and it comes from the hard lessons you learn when on the road. Yeah, so when we were coming up, this speaking about Jude and the Lion, we we loved shows, we loved touring, and with that comes a lot of hard shows uh, that, that kind of make you as a band or as an artist. And I remember this one show in particular, we, we booked it on a Wednesday in Louisville, Kentucky, which is only a couple hour drive from here in Nashville. And we had booked it at like 10 o'clock. It was on a Wednesday. It was like summer break or something for us. We were like, let's just do this. And we had just previously played a really big, like a big show for us at the time, like 200 people came, which was amazing. We were like freaking out. Um, but it was in our hometown, Nashville. So we thought we would just go to Louisville. And, you know, we were like two or three years old at this point. We had toured a little bit. We had been to Louisville before. And we get there and literally there's an opening band, but he's just doing like a 45 minute set. He goes over by by the hour. There's like probably 50 people, 30 to 50 people in there. And he gets done with his set. Everybody <laughs> leaves the venue. We get up there and the five people that were in the audience were uh, our friends that we put on the guest list that actually were hosting us that night at their house. So like we literally, it was a family of five. And we, we kind of honestly had a moment as a band that just said, if we don't give it our all here, then we don't deserve to play the big shows. And it was like a really, cause there, there had been shows previous to that to where we kind of phoned it in because you know no no one's there responding no one knows kind of the thing and as an as a creative that's so hard when you're kind of pouring yourself into what you do but it feels like it's kind of falling on deaf ears or it, it feels like it's just not connecting or, or whatever and those moments there's two choices it's like do I stop doing this or do I just make this family of five like rage like they've never had before and so for, for us and the guy, me and the guys, it, it was a defining moment really for our career because we were kind of looking forward to maybe possibly getting booked at Bonnaroo like the next summer or something like that. And we, I just kind of said, I was like, if we, don't, if we don't give our all here, then we don't deserve to play that stage at Bonnaroo. And so we, there's another story too that we, we did this house show one summer. I, I, was, I played college baseball, so summers um, were kind of off for me. So... I chose not to play at summer leagues or whatever, if you're a college baseball fanatic. Um, so summers are off, so we would go out on the road. And, and the way that we did it back in the day is we would put up, put up a post and say, you know, Facebook, we'd love to come to your city, sleep on your floor, and play at your house. We're a folk band. Um, we don't even need, like, inputs or anything. We did the tour. All of our hometowns were sick. It's like 100 people or, you know, whatever show up. And we're, like, pumped. We get to the last show, and... You was kind of create your own experience. So these families that would host us, sometimes their moms would like make us dinner. And it was like, we kind of felt spoiled because we're all like living off of, you know, PB&J and ramen at the time. And then we would like sleep on their floors that night and then go to the next place. Well, this last spot in Searcy, Arkansas, we get there and it's a sweet family of four, dad, mom, and it was probably like a six month that's a guess and six six month year old baby and a two, like a toddler, and so we get there set up. We're ready. It's about seven o'clock, and we're like, "Hey, you know, when are the rest of the people coming?" And they just look at us like, "What other people?" <laughs> so we we played the set 
for the the parents and the two babies, they they actually asked us to stop because they had to put the baby down <laughs> midway through the set. <laughs> so we we stopped and went back home to Nashville, and that was like the last show that we did before going back to school um, the next year. So we've definitely had our fair share of like bad taste in our mouth revolving the vulnerability of going back on the road um and you know and that to say that that hasn't i mean that that truly hasn't stopped there's there's certain shows that we're all just have felt like man that show didn't really feel like that they were connecting or um, maybe we were expecting more people to show up or whatever and in those moments again the choice is if you believe in music and if you believe in creativity then that moment in time is a beautiful moment because those particular people are there and you're there and you're human. So like make that moment what you want. I love both of these stories because it is easy to glorify being on a stage in front of thousands of screaming fans, but it's not so easy glorifying being on a stage when you are singing to no one. For most creators, there's usually going to be the book that no one reads, the painting that no one buys, or the show that no one sees. But you still got to fight that fight. All right, let's close out with our final lesson, which I think might be my favorite lesson of all 2021. Let's listen in and then I'll explain. I just want to encourage you uh, as a creator. I think one of the biggest gifts in my life I remember it was when I was, when I first started it. I can kind of sing the first song. Maybe I'll remember it. I sing this song at, at church, and it's the wrong key, but I can feel it down inside. Let it all out. Let it all out. That's my first song, and I remember jumping off stage and I probably sang it pretty similarly like it was kind of hard like finding the, the key or, or whatever and I got off stage and I was really embarrassed turning red and um, one of my mom's friends was there to kind of see it it was like this special music it was very it was very um, like I, I was literally like on the verge of tears like I embarrassed myself so bad and this person who was kind of like an aunt to me came up to me and was like wow, I, I like really feel your um, spirit like coming out when you sing. And it was just a moment for me where I was like probably never going to pick up a guitar again. And this person gave me this beautiful gift of putting courage inside of me, which is encouragement. And so if you're here and you're needing some encouragement at, from creator to creators, I would just say like, for you to be fully free in, in who you are in, as a writer and, or, or whatever kind of creativity that you have, you have to kind of disarm some of the negative thoughts that can kind of creep in. For you to fully become the creator that you're meant to be, which I believe is like your God-given right, then you have to be entranced with love and living and operating and breathing love and allowing people when they come up to you and they say kind things or whatever to let not necessarily live by those words or whatever that's that's unhealthy or whatever but receiving love and operating out of that love and not fear is the most important like call that we have as creators because 
if we are operating um, from the position of fear or will I ever be good enough or whatever it may be, then it's going to come out in your creations. But when love is, is sitting in that position, um, you're free. You're free to be who you are in whatever season that you're in, whether it be a painful one or a good one. And creations and different things allow all of that stuff to come to the forefront as, as humans. So you're beautiful. You're a great creator. And just believe that. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect at operating out of love all the time. That's also part of it. Part of it is like allowing yourself to be human. And, you know, one of the biggest songs, whatever, for, for us also came with like probably the most negative comments. My, my mentor one time said, um, I'm probably going to butcher this, but paraphrasing, he said, don't let the positives get to your head and don't let the negatives get to your heart. And I feel like for creatives, that's a great statement, but it's not always um, the easiest thing to live by. And, and I, I, I have still, like even through this last season that we've we've been on, been in, there is this kind of "Am I enough?" type question that keeps asking, you know, keep asking myself. I'm not definitely not a fish out of the water when it comes to operating completely in love and in believing in myself. But I, I think that that also the the permission to to give yourself to be human is also really important. So if you're in a season of should I give this up or whatever, should I stop creating? Uh, the answer is no. You should keep creating and keep moving forward because there's a lot of beauty yet to be seen from from you. Okay, friend, that lesson is simple. Offering encouragement is one of the best free gifts that you can offer a creator or really anyone for that matter. I am recording this episode during the holidays and it definitely feels especially true right now. So I hope that you keep that in mind. And when you see someone struggling, whether it's a creator or a friend or one of your children, I hope that you can offer them that free gift of encouragement because it ultimately has the ability to change the course of their life and help push them to keep fighting whatever the fight is that they're fighting. Okay, let's wrap up those lessons in a nice little holiday bow since I already said that I am recording this just days before Christmas. But number one, try looking at writer's block or creative block through a slightly different lens. What does this season of self-discovery look like to you? Number two, if you want to earn the right to play at the big shows, you have got to approach the littlest shows with the same amount of respect. And lastly, number three, encouragement is free. And gifting that to someone has the ability to really impact their life and their work. Who can you take the time to encourage? Okay, moving on to behind the scenes, which is one of my favorite parts of the episode. We filmed this session at a really cool studio in East Nashville called Taylor House. It's owned by a really or pretty well-known portrait photographer in Nashville named Robbie Klein. And it is such a cool creative space. I wanted to call this out because it's available to rent. If you're looking for a cool space for your next project, we can link it in the show notes for you as well. 
but I loved the space. It was really cool, super vibey. They had so much cool artwork all over the walls. And uh, it was just a really fun, cool space to create something special in. All right, moving on. I don't know if the giant American flag is quite on brand with Judah and the Lion or Judah really in general, but he was wearing these really cool patchwork jeans and his orange, like hunter orange beanie. And it just kind of perfectly clashed with the whole scene. Anyway, I think it might be one of my favorite settings that we have filmed in because the colors were so vibrant and it was just, it was a vibe. And lastly, this is kind of a mix of both behind the scenes and a little peek into what happened afterwards. But I told Judah during the shoot that I might cry while filming because somehow that always seems to happen to me. And I might not look like a crier, but I always seem to cry at slightly funny moments like Olympic commercials or sappy commercials or, you know, just like funny moments. Anyway, I really did not want to break down and have to pause because I was like awkwardly crying in the corner. But rest assured, I cried when I got home and I was actually really able to absorb what he was saying, which is a great lead in to our closing song, Beautiful Anyway. Do me a favor and really listen to what Judah has to say here and keep the tissue box closed. I hope you use this as a reminder of the importance that your work can have on people when you have the courage to share it. Here is Judah Akers performing Beautiful Anyway. other day you hate yourself with anxiety depress the mess to death you'd open up and welcome wide with a smile they told you it's clinical that i seem so critical i wish i could convince the thoughts that you keep on believing were like See someday that you are beautiful anyway. You look in the mirror, try to see it here. Crazy and amazing you are in and let it inside. You can be scientific, or trust me, no, I get it. But I won't agree when you tell me you don't deserve a lie. See someday that you are beautiful anyway.
Raise your hands Take a second and breathe in Singing I'm here for a reason Raise your hands Take a second and breathe in Singing hallelujah, I'm known in love Raise your hands, take a second and breathe in Singing I'm here for a reason Raise your hands, take a second and breathe in This life so wonderfully awesome and horribly awful Yet somehow it's beautiful anyway Creator Sessions is brought to you by ConvertKit, where we're on a mission to help creators earn a living and build an audience of loyal fans. Learn more at ConvertKit.com. For more about Creator Sessions and to watch the full video episode, visit creatorsessions.convertkit.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at CK Creator Sessions and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more inspiring content about the creator economy.